Everybody, this is Danny Nelson with Prep Yourself, and Alexis Holzer also with Prep Yourself. Um, did you do any prepping for yourself this week? I did no prepping for myself this week. Other people did prepping for myself this week. <laughs> <laughs> um, could it have been uh, the Prince Charming of prepping, Mike? He's so dreamy. He is so dreamy. He wants you to have all the things in your heart, which are to be safe. He went to his Costco castle (laughs) and bought me some weapons to slay my disaster dragon. (laughs) So romantic. Yeah, Jamie. What did he get you? Let's see. I still haven't gotten any presents. I just want to let everyone know. I think you just need to understand all of these presents are your presents. (laughs) And as long as your presence is at my house... Awesome. Presents are your presents. I will be present for my presents. Thank you. That only applies to Danny. All y'all, don't come near me. <laughs> don't, Just kidding. Don't be coming over. There's only enough wine for me. Um, I got 32 servings of gourmet entrees and milk. Perfect. In a backpack. I love it. With a 42-piece first aid hygiene kit, waterproof matches, Mylar blanket, emergency poncho, playing cards. Thank God. I know. A five-in-one survival whistle, which I'm not sure what that is. A squeeze flashlight, also not sure what that is. (laughs) A stainless steel cup, a portable stove, and uh, five water pouches. Um, But what about the whole list on the side that says additional items included? (laughs) Nope, that's the same list. Is it? No Uh, way. Water purification tablets. Dust masks. Dust masks. Pocket tissues, which is literally like a package of tissues from the drugstore. Oh, nice. Yeah, but... You're just including stuff. It's, you know... It's like they wanted another bullet point on here. (laughs) And they're like, you know what you can get from the drugstore for cheap? Yeah. Some Kleenex? That bullet point is certainly worth at least 100,000 business lift. (laughs) And a waste bag. And a wet nap. From a knapsack. <laughs> For your knapsack. <laughs> um, all of this also comes in its own backpack. Or a knapsack. Super, a if, super fashionable knapsack. <laughs> if you wanna if you wanna be able to be hip with the kids, you can call it knapsack and then they'll be like, Yeah. Yeah, you know what? My mom commented and said, I love knapsacks. <laughs> it's like, I know. <laughs> me and your mom are kindred spirits, is what you're telling me. You're lucky because she is the kindredest of spirits. That's true. She's delightful. Oh, what else did I get? Oh my gosh, you got another present? What? I didn't even know you get a second present. Oh, yes. I, I can't did. even barely lift it. Yes. Oh, because it's 120 <laughs> servings of food for 72 hours for four people. That's amazing. It's a, a 2,100 calorie per day and it has several varieties of food. So what you're saying is that covers me, Leaf, you, and Mike. Yeah. You or, can give some of yours to Lily. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'll bring my immersion blender so we can blend it all up. Just some blend it right up so she can have some too. A little mac and cheese blended. Mm-hmm. Um, so Mike got both of these at Costco. I sent him to get baby wipes 
<laughs> oh, put that down. Because he likes to go there so much. You're like, just go there. Get me some baby yeah, wipes. He's like, I have some time to kill. I'm just going to go to Costco. I'm like, okay. <laughs> Let me balance the checkbook. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That's the kind of excitement we like in our lives. Oh, yeah. A good, like, you go to Costco, I balance the checkbook kind of night. Mm-hmm. That's the ones you brag about on your podcast later. Oh, my God. Nothing gets me hotter. <laughs> Um, the funniest part of these being Lex's gifts is because when I showed up today, I was like, I have something awesome to show you, which is a picture of these items (laughs) (laughs) that that I did not buy and no one bought for me, but that I found at Fred Meyer. Fred Meyer has a survival shelf. As a shelf of survival stuff. Y'all don't have any excuses. Yep. So, Fred Meyer in Greenwood, which I know some of you guys live by. Like, two of ten of you. Two of the ten of you that listen to this live real (laughs) close to 85th and 3rd in Seattle. Go there. Get a survival pack. It's for five days. It's so easy. They've already made Mm -hmm. it for you. It's great. All of the stuff that um, Lex pulled out of there looked totally legit. And And this is the perfect solution to my stupid-ass grocery bag at work for my go bag. So now this is just most of it coming with me. I think probably all of it. I don't know if I need a stove at work, but a poncho would be good. This dust mask certainly would be good. I think you should have that stowed for, like, the moment that you're with some, like, MacGyver-type situation where Mm -hmm. it's like, oh, no, we're all stuck in the elevator, and you have your survival pack, and the guy, the one dude who's, like, an ex-CIA spy (laughs) is like, I could get us out of here if only I had a small stove. And you could be like, sir. I'm not sharing my stove with these people. You're going to be like, I don't want them to know I have so many packets of water. Like, so many packets. <laughs> and it's like day three, and finally I pull it out. And just, <laughs> You're like starving. You're like, okay, I have to admit something. I'm just going to go over here and be in the corner. <laughs> over here in the elevator. <laughs> I'm going to be by the buttons now. You over there. I'll be. This is my private moment. Uh, um, I like that. So, everyone else... Go get these bags that are already put together and a bucket of food. It's literally a bucket. It's like literally with a, lid, a bucket. Which is also useful. Do you know how useful a bucket is? I'm going to poop all up in that. Poop in it. Carry water in it. Do not carry don't water and poop in it, but one or the other could be good. Please don't. <laughs> Ew. Ew. Gross. Okay, so once um, again... Thank you, Mike, Yeah, for helping Mike, me live. Way to go. I think that my goal this week was to take the walkie-talkie from my house to my work. I did not do it. But that is because I decided to go to Cabo at the last oh. minute. So I didn't have as much time to take my walkie-talkie to work because I was out of the country. Oh. I was doing some research on, um, you know, survival in a tropical climate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It's very interesting. They're like it just said, drink a lot of margaritas. It's so many and margaritas. I survived. I survived. I drank those margaritas. <laughs> I I was reintroduced to mudslides, which are delicious. Yeah, you think milk, gross milkshake? No, not there. The ones they made were like light and fluffy, at the resort. It was great. Wow. I go back. I don't think of that as like a Mexican. Yeah, it's not really, I don't think. But really, Cabo is just people from Southern California. Cabo is just like South L.A. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> I agree. Um, but while I was there, like the first thing I did when I checked in was went and found the um, like the hotel book description of like where's the pool, where's the thing, when are the restaurants open, um, how do I irritate the front desk manager, like that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, in there was also some like individual pages for different kinds of. Uh, emergencies that might come up, which was amazing because they had, like, plan. Um, 90% of their plans on those were just to stay calm. That was the number one thing that they really wanted you to do. <laughs> it didn't say drink more mudslides? It did um, right after stay calm. Um, and then, so there were hurricanes, and there were... I'm not talking about the drink hurricanes. I'm talking about a list of, (laughs) in the survival thing, there was one of the options was hurricanes. Um, I'm trying to find it right now. I'm having trouble. Uh, Earthquakes. Earthquakes. Oh, yeah. I sent it to you. Um, But get away from things that can originate fire. I really liked that. Like my dancing moves? After a couple of months later. <laughs> Watch out. Yeah. I loved the part when they were having a luau, like, on the beach, like, down at the resort next to us. And we're like, yeah. We were like, mm, cultural appropriation. Possibly. We're like, we don't know. <laughs> like, they're on the Pacific Ocean. No, they totally were like, and thank you to the Hawaiian people for the way of the luau. disclaimer. Yeah. Wow. That was funny. Um, yeah, so mostly it's stay calm and follow the signs is what they had to say about um, everything. The really funny part to me was what to do in hurricanes, uh, steps one through seven. Seven, make a protection plan to protect your family. Just number okay. seven, make a plan. My favorite <laughs> in that is number five is keep equipment with a plastic cover in a safe place. I don't even know what that means. <laughs> it's a picture of a lunchbox. <laughs> With, like, a blanket over it. Yeah. Okay. Keep documents in safe places. Anyways, check your hotel guidebook when you get there. They might have important information of where to go. This one had information. I wouldn't say if it was important or not, but... I think, you know, once you go and find that information, write the website to our podcast on there. Mm Mm-hmm. After step seven... Listen to prep yourself. Listen to prep yourself. Step www. Dot, I don't even know what our website is. <laughs> we don't have one. Um, I think it's we own SoundCloud. We own it though. Dot com. Yep. Slash prep yourself. I think we own prep yourself podcast. Dot com. Don't go there. There's nothing there. There's nothing there. But maybe if tens of you request it, we'll get to work on it. We don't know. We'll see. The people have spoken. The people have. The people might speak. Mm, possibly. Um, so, in order to prepare for this week's topic, uh, I did do, which is, by the way, first aid <laughs> for everyone who made it to <laughs> Wait, the, the end of Laharius. For, <laughs> for anyone who made it all the way to the end of Laharius, <laughs> <laughs> which was pretty. <laughs> it was that. It was for sure that. Um, but. Uh, we're doing first aid this week. So I was like, what should we do for media? And I was like, okay, I'm just going to start trying to find media that has really good first aid scenes. 
what I found when you search for that is they're, um, they instantly go to the CPR scenes, like worst and best CPR scenes oh. in, movie, um, in movies. One of the best rated ones amongst all of the listicles. Sandlot. Which is like three. It was the Sandlot was scene. Was it really? It was. Because yes. <laughs> they were like, even though it's terrible and never do it, the romantic. And he doesn't even really need it. <laughs> They're like, how adorable it is far outweighs. Oh like, my God. Whether it was good or. You so know, glad I that. You did a really good job. <laughs> um, worst rated was a scene in The Abyss. So for those people who are just dying to see a terrible CPR scene, go and watch it. Um, but what I fell into was just what I would categorize because he's as, like just slamming on her chest, right? Yeah, and then and then they just stop and chat for a while, <laughs> and then they're like, "Wake up!" And then someone slaps her in the face, and she essentially wakes up from being slapped in the face. Maybe she's also part alien at that point. No, that's different. Okay. No, I do love that movie though. Yeah, The Abyss. Mm-hmm. I haven't watched it in a really long time. Oh, yeah. Maybe next week. Maybe when I get to the point where I'm like, how to survive an underground research lab. Underground? Underwater. Or underwater, I mean. Yeah. Underwater research lab. You know what I mean. Don't go there in the first place. Mm-hmm. That would be less cool than going there, though. True. Also, what value would I have to an underwater research lab? Jokes. So many jokes. <laughs> I would be just that guy. Maybe I'm like the janitor. <laughs> like I'm just like sweeping up. Can I be lunch lady? <laughs> yes, totally. <laughs> please, please do. Um, so do you want to hear my one cleaning joke? Yeah. Uh, why couldn't the Buddhist monk vacuum his corners? Why? Because he was too well-rounded. No attachments. That's my nightmare. (laughs) Having a vacuum. No attachments. Where's that little pointed attachment? Yeah, you need that pointy thing. You just keep jamming your vacuum into the corner. Mm -mm. Much like Buddhists feel like you're doing with your emotions or your worldly goods. Anyway, back to this much more interesting topic, which is that... um, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the truth is, is we have nothing to say. There's no, no. there's no general. We fun. only have jokes. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I fell into some um, stuff. One is I asked Leaf, like, hey, can you think of any shows that have first aid? And he was like, yeah, Rescue 911. And I was like, um, what is Rescue 911? Yeah. And he was like, Go watch it immediately. Mike knew what it was, too, but yeah. I couldn't find it. So this is a show that was on in the early 90s that William Shatner Say introduced. No more. <laughs> and Not it's, Star Trek? It's all, no. And it's all stories of, like, emergency situations yep. where they have the people who are part of them reenact <gasps> the situations. What? So they're, like, both interviewing them and they're acting out these, like, scenarios that it got into. So, like, one is literally, like, a teacher having a heart attack. And it's got, like, the students who are in the room and, like, the other teacher who rescued him and then, like, what? the 911 paramedic. Can I just tell you, these people's hairdos, amazing, first of all. Second of all, uh, I don't, like, 
they did not judge people on how good looking they were. Like they, if uh-huh. you were involved, you were on it. I don't think that you would be allowed to be on TV these days if you're no. not good looking. They're just like mm, unnecessary no. part of the That's story. That's why we're doing a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Um, not cute but the first episode that I saw I think had at least three cross-eyed people in it what and I'm like why are so many people cross-eyed on the show because they had freaking heart attacks (laughs) these horrible things no all of them had heart attacks some of them were just like in the story so it was amazing Um, you can only watch it on YouTube that has been uploaded from VHS recordings. So it's literally it's a, better. a VHS that has been recorded off of TV. And then it's super old now. My and face, then right? putting it back <laughs> on YouTube. I watched like four episodes. Oh my gosh. It's amazing. It is amazing. You even get the VHS like um, swirling at the top, oh, like good. where you can't really see it. Does it have old commercials on it too? Um, no, the ones that I watched, all of the commercials had been edited out of. I know. It's too bad. But you can get your fill of, like, like high-waisted jeans oh, and, yeah. like, mullets and, like, the giant bangs yes. and the start of the bump it. Does anybody like, say, stuff. like, cowabunga, dude? Not yet. I mean, I only watched four episodes. So, okay. yeah. But, so I'm watch hooked. that. I'm hooked already. Then I had to move out of that, and then I was like, what else is out there? And so I asked my (laughs) 18-year-old niece. How can it get better? But (laughs) she's like, I saw this show one time where these guys go out, and she's like, there's like one who's like a hippie and one Uh that's like a soldier, and Mm -hmm. then they try to survive in weird places. And they're not wearing any clothes. Perfect. (laughs) No, this is a different show. It's called Dual Survivor. I watched one episode of that, and I was like, this show is medium. And so I moved on to... Dual Survivor? Dual Survivor, yeah. Is this a reality show? Yes. We will end up watching more of this show. We'll end up having a... We'll end up having a weekend where Lex and I have to go survive out in the woods. <laughs> and the one thing we'll take with us is each a bottle of booze. And then we'll go. <laughs> um, and then our weapon will be a shattered like wine bottle <laughs> yep. that we'll stab squirrels with. Sure. I'm, I'm totally ready to stab a squirrel. I would never stab and then a squirrel. we'll cry a lot about it. How, how could we it stab a squirrel? Horrible. We really need somebody who can do that. So then I moved on. To Naked and Afraid, which I discovered had episodes on Hulu. And I could not have been more excited because one time I saw it at a friend's house and they were like, the show, they were just, they were like, yeah, people are naked in the woods. I'm like, that sounds like the dumbest thing I've ever heard. And then I'm like, this is the best thing that ever happened. (laughs) (laughs) So then I told Lex. Yeah. And I watched it on demand and I watched Naked and Afraid XL. Nice. And you would think that it would be like the name of a porno? <laughs> Naked and Afraid XL. <laughs> nope. Ooh, I stabbed the squirrel. <laughs> Want to skin it? Nope. It wasn't like that at all. Nope. It's a bunch of self absorbed little <laughs> naked biatches <laughs> in the woods. This one, XL, is basically. Road Rules United or, you know, Cause it's real people, world. It's people who already survived once. Mm-hmm. So it's already, it's some, it's people who were on the regular Naked and Afraid. Yeah. They lasted the whole time. Yeah. And then 
they were popular. Not even that, because one of the girls had to tap out. She got oh, really? medevaced, yeah. So this one, before they have to survive for 21 days, this yeah. is they have to survive for 40 days and 40 nights in the middle of the Colombian rainforest slash, like, savanna slash alligators and spiders and bugs and all kinds of crazy stuff everywhere. And they, they're naked. They're naked. They don't seem afraid yet, except for the two girls who are with the guy who has bragged about, you know, being borderline schizophrenic and Ugh. is climbing big trees and, you know, a little crazy. So they're like, so we were afraid of the bugs, but we're actually more afraid of this guy. Yeah. It's like, and also me it, too. It gets compounded by the fact that um, they never get to sleep very much. Because of all, like all of the areas that they're in have a lot of bugs mm-hmm. and like um, anacondas and yeah and threats uh-uh. and stuff yeah this anaconda don't want none <laughs> period period there's no more there's no but you got buns hun or anything like well, that we all know that yeah duh you not me over here concave um, <laughs> but. <laughs> So what I didn't learn much from all of these shows is very much about um, first aid. Yeah. Although I did learn that a um, uh, termite's nest can be burned for um, or can be used somehow as bug repellent. repellent. Oh. I saw a girl dig a... And I'm using air quotes, gypsy well, their words, not mine, out of like a tree by a riverbank. So you just like dig under the roots there and the soil is supposed to filter the water that's willing up there. Um, And it had some like weird film and something on and she's like, I don't care. I'm so thirsty. So a lot of these people were dehydrated. It really hit home for me how dehydration is such a huge issue. For sure. Yeah. So like. Four people of the 12 were really dehydrated. One guy tapped out because he was so dehydrated he couldn't, like, stand. He couldn't sit up because he was, his stomach was cramped and his muscles were, like, crazy. Um, so that guy and then another girl who was, like, hallucinating and had really bad headaches. And he's – I mean, like, in Columbia, it was, like, 115 degrees. Yep. I'm going to Arizona next week. Also 115 degrees. You're going to be in the air conditioning, though, hopefully, right? I'm not going to be naked. I'm going to be super air conditioned. (laughs) Hopefully by the pool at some point. Yeah. Um, Yeah, so dehydration, huge issue. And there really isn't any way to fix it unless you have a lot of water. Once you're dehydrated, it is a slippery slope. Yep. Because then Um, you you start making really bad choices. Yeah. Like drinking dirty water, and now you're Mm -hmm. dehydrated and sick. Yep. And, you know, things like, let's just keep building this shelter, and we'll find water later. Like, no, go find water now. And this other girl was trying to start fire. Like, she was trying to start a fire to boil water so they could take it from this river or this stream or whatever and, and boil it. And she cut her finger, like, flesh to the bone like with this huge machete it was really like i could i could barely watch it but at the same time i was like oh, first aid research what's she gonna do how are they gonna fix and it what she did the producer was called in and they had a medical team come in and suture her up i was like that so. is not helping me so yeah she got three stitches with no anesthetic that was the thing she could either be she could either tap out or she could get stitches Without anesthetic. 
and she was like, ah. So she pretty much got to play Would You Rather. She was covered in tattoos, and she was worried about a couple sutures. I was like, no, you're just playing it up. Yeah. This doesn't hurt. I mean, it probably hurts a little bit. It probably hurts. Yeah. And then the last thing was, you know, crazy people. Oh, yeah. (laughs) That's also a first aid thing, I think. Oh, for sure. You've got to have PMA. Yep. And if there are people around you without PMA, get out of that situation. That's interesting because the one that I watched, the the one the guy was like a life coach and he was amazing. Like his score went up some crazy amount Mm -hmm. just because he survived the partner that he was with. Because the regular show is just two people. Yeah. And this one is like a team that get these I don't know what XLR. I think it was XL ratings. Yeah. Maybe that's what XLR was. Um, and so each team got a rating and they're competing that way. Yeah. So they, and I don't think it's competition. Generally, the, the, the regular show is not presented as a competition at all. Mm. You just get ratings as like a, this is just your personal, oh. you know, whatever. Um, what do you think our ratings would be? Oh, uh, definitely like an 8.9. Oh, I was going to say like. 2.9. <laughs> what I meant was like, I went to buy all the stuff from Costco. <laughs> I actually legit think I would have a pretty good score. I did live in the woods for like 10 years. Okay. What? 10 years? Well, I mean, I did backcountry. I did uh, trail work for like almost 10 years. Okay. 10 years? Yeah. Whoa. From the time that I was 20 until the time that I was the last. Um, Time that I did it was in 2011. It was the last backcountry crew I ran. Did you not know that? My face right now. Well, I didn't know it was, like, that long. Yeah, it was a really long time. Wow. I worked all through the Sierra and northern, all through Arizona, from Yuma to Flagstaff. Like... Is that a song? Yep. It is now. (laughs) From Yuma to Flagstaff. Yeah. And in the Redwoods, I started off in the Redwoods. Wow. So good. Yeah, I have all sorts of skills. Okay. Your rating is way higher than mine. (laughs) I taught people to cut down trees. I can cut down trees with a chainsaw confidently that's burning. Yeah. (laughs) If you just tell me how, (laughs) just give me instruction, I'll do it. Um, So. You also wanted to talk about these other things, these other videos you found? Oh, my Netflix list? Your Netflix list. Yeah. I saw that um, searching for all of these uh, shows that you found, which were none of them on Netflix, it said you might also like Last Survivors, which is non-rated, no one you've ever heard of be interesting to watch so is it like a, just a regular is it a show or is it reality um no it's a movie it's, a it's movie. not rated 2014 oh. a drought-stricken yeah. post-apocalyptic oregon teenagers try to repair an old crop duster and fly away to safety from gangs of marauders that sounds amazing could happen yep um followed by goodbye world starring adrian grenier Grenier, Grenier. I, I have no idea. It's the guy from Entourage with the cute curly hair. Um, also not rated. After the world's energy grid suddenly fails, some longtime friends find their way to a self-sufficient compound in Northern California. Could watch that. Do it. Followed by Alive, which I was like, how do we not think of watching Alive? I don't know why we didn't watch Alive. 
That's you usually love silly. people, so I mean babies. <laughs> I just if it's necessary. Yeah. Well, Alive reminded me that in sixth grade, our class voted on what movie we wanted to watch at the end of the year, and we chose Alive, and only three kids got permission from their parents to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Like, That's late, Mom. What grade were you Now I'm like, I'm too scared to watch it. <laughs> sixth grade. That, I mean, so it's how old young. are you? 12 in sixth grade? Yeah. 11 or 12? Yeah. That came out in 1993. I didn't realize Ethan Hawke was in it. That's why you wanted to watch it. Yeah, probably. And then the last one was The Road, which I just probably need to watch that. I think you should read it. Okay. I still haven't finished World War Z. I'm almost done. This is my thing with um, if there's a book and a movie and people have said the book is good. uh, It's hard. Or I guess it might be the opposite. Watch the movie first, because then you could enjoy the movie. But if you read the book and then watch the movie the whole time, you're like, yeah, mm, yeah. that's not how that's that goes. how I feel. Like people are so pissed about Game of Thrones. Yeah, I'm like, this is great. It's amazing. Stop your complaining. Yeah, George R R R R R R R Martin <laughs> didn't George finish them, so get get on the bandwagon. Let's go. Let's go. Let's do it. And also, just read them later. Yeah. Although. Uh, see, I want people to read The Dark Tower before they're tainted with the glorious viewing of it with um, Idris Elba. Ooh. Wow. Right? I mean. <laughs> <laughs> yes. yes. Anyways, um, so back to first aid. <laughs> Wait, what? I need first aid. You know, we've gotten some comments heat. from several ones. Several ones. Multiple. One of you said something to us one time. <laughs> about how we talk too much about our media stuff. Or not too much. They're like, are you just going to watch movies and review them? And I was like, maybe. Sometimes. How, how are we supposed to learn things? I learn things through watching stuff. Yeah. It's part of my life. I'm integrating it in slowly mm-hmm. and with a lot of, um, yeah, I like to watch TV. What I'm trying to get around to. <laughs> Is sometimes my brain is like, entertain me. I once watched, um, or I, I once got chosen to write a play. I chose to write a farce about um, reality TV, and so I just watched so much reality TV, which I loved. Real Housewives at the time, and so I just watched Real Housewives all the time. And Mike would be like, "You need to stop watching this." I'm like, it's for research. <laughs> And I said it like that because I was crazy person from watching <laughs> so much Real Housewives. Because you thought that was a normal way to behave yes. once you'd watched yeah. so much of it. Yeah. I had to stop. Yeah. Is there anybody on Real Housewives that slams doors? Um, I think every single one of them. Okay. So then it's normal that I do that when I'm mad. <laughs> sure. <laughs> also, six-year-olds do that. Yeah. That's equivalent. Okay. Same thing. All right. The other thing that people say to me a lot is, oh, I love your podcast. I haven't done my go bag. I'm like, okay, you should do that. Especially now that you know they're at Fred Meyer and Costco. Yeah. It's almost like we should get paid by those two companies yeah. for how much we talk about. Yeah. And then also Target, the episode where you're like, mm-hmm. just grab some stuff at Target. Just go to Target. You're there already. I go to QFC. I get my water. I got yeah. another thing of water, too. Nice. Um, I got one from the float this weekend Ooh. that was left over. Was it in Gatorade? 
No. <laughs> container? <laughs> Was it just fire water? No. Um, the other thing that people say to me is, I love your podcast. It stresses me out. I can't, I can't listen to it all the time. Yeah. I'm like, okay. Well, every two weeks isn't all the time. It isn't all the time. Good point. <laughs> <laughs> and also, don't get stressed out about it. Just... Just learn stuff and, and yeah. then do it, and then you'll Just feel better. do it at the speed we did. We watched several shows. Yeah. I know you're watching shows, <laughs> so watch a couple. Of, just be like, you know what? Tonight I'm going to watch a show that might maybe teach me mm-hmm. a tiny thing. Mm-hmm. Like now I know about that termite nest thing. Yeah. You have no idea when we're going to be like in some kind of situation yep. after we finish your wine collection and we have to like go get stuff. Yep. When I'm going to be like, guess what I just found? termite nest and oh, you're, we're good. gonna high five each other so hard and be you like know, we could also eat the termites see we're gonna eat the termites and then we're gonna use their nest for um bug mm-hmm. repellent you're welcome world i'm just looking at you going we're gonna make it <laughs> we're gonna make it after all yes yes um Can mostly I'll, because of all the stuff that mike bought These are our fireworks after we're, like, surviving. Yes. So. First aid. First aid. Other people are like, you know what? I learned so many facts. Well, here's the part where you might learn a facts. A fact. Or maybe not. Um, Or maybe not. (laughs) So the first part of what I did for first aid this week was go into my go bag and take out my first aid kit. Mm -hmm. Um, We've mentioned before, but I had my woofer and you also had your woofer or woofer? Woofer. Yep. So wilderness first responder. Some people have wilderness first aid and the difference are those. There's a three-day class for wilderness first aid. And then there's a um, nine-day class. Is it seven days or nine days? For the wilderness first responder, um, but it's really cool. But because you get to go into, you get to take like a traditional one day first aid training mm-hmm. and take it into all of these um, different situations. So essentially, half the class is hands on scenarios mm-hmm. where you're dealing with just kind of like acting out yeah. scenarios. It Mock might be scenarios. splinting things, or it might be Hypothermia. coming into a emergency situation with multiple victims. Um, and then half of your day is spent just doing classwork, mm-hmm. like just learning everything you and need to I know about up, different. Like the Seattle Mountaineers has a ton of classes like this: um, wilderness first aid, climbing, water safety, all this. And they don't have another one till September, and there's already only three spots left. Right. So I'm like, should we sign up for this? Um, I kind of don't want to spend that much time doing it it would be really hard for me to be away from home so i'm like i want something that's, for nine days yeah yeah i want something that's, that's um the problem is it's hard to do it here because you really need to be in a focused group area you know like it's hard to do it in the city but um i did mine when i was in college in tacoma we oh, were nice. just on campus and yeah. then we were by the water so we could go to the water or like the um uh oh my gosh not discovery park um point defiance park and so yep. we were in, like, quote, the forest. Yep. Um, and so that worked fine, and that was for the woofer. But we were in college, and we had nothing else to do. Yep. But now and I'm no like, responsibilities. I want a refresher, a woofa, a yep. WFA, and that was still six or nine days. Yep. 
Um, and it's also it. really hard too because, like, what I really want is just to do like the three day renewal class, but right. not necessarily be licensed. Just be like, I just yeah. want the reminder. I don't need the licensing. So I but, think Seattle, um, Seattle City offers something like that, or this emergency, they? like Office of Emergency Management. Yeah, because all of the ones I looked at all said must be qualified for class. Blah blah blah. Renewal only. The ones mm. that I was like trying to look because I wanted to look for that exact scenario. There are a ton of general CPR and first aid classes. If you've never done it, it is very silly. I you just should did just it go do it for it, infant safety. Yeah, because isn't it only like four? Is it a whole day? Uh, there are different ones. There are some where you can just do the class and learn about it, but not um, get actually certified to do it. So you can be certified if you have to have it for a job, something like that, or you can just go and learn how to do CPR. Oh, that's cool. Mm-hmm. So I got the infant, sa- infant CPR and first aid safety. Nice. Which was basically a day of, here are all the ways that you can kill your child. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> Fun. Do your best. Um, but that's what all you parents are doing anyway, right? Mm-hmm. Just your general best of not murdering your baby every day. Yeah, that's why I pay someone to take care of it for most of the time. So I can be like, <laughs> it wasn't me. <laughs> I didn't murder that baby. Um yeah, so I think that those classes are super valuable. If there's one thing I learned from Rescue 911 or was reminded from Rescue 911 mm-hmm. that CPR does save lives constantly. Those That initial yeah. one minute that you could, like, kind of jump into a situation, especially with drowning victims or electrocution victims, yeah. can literally save their brain from mm-hmm. completely shutting down. Yeah, or their um, heart. So just go and learn CPR. There's no reason not to. Yeah, it's a good skill to have. It's good on a resume. You can seriously just put that on your resume and get your next job. Yeah. Especially if you're like a lifeguard. They're like hired. Yeah, especially if, you, <laughs> especially if your dream is to be a lifeguard, number one. Like in the Sandlot, just be some oh. hot lifeguard. Yeah, you don't know. Um, when I did my CPR... <laughs> When I did my first, my wilderness first responder, uh, we had this really cool thing that we could sign up for in the evening where I got to do a um, uh, fast water rescue Ooh, thing where yeah. scenario where we also got to be the victims. Like they, Ooh. we, they had this like p- particular bend in this river where a lot of people do like tubing, like floating mm-hmm. down the river and stuff. And it's kind of like so very just, small like, rapids. Jump out of nowhere and try to save them. <laughs> Amazing though, no. They this was like it was all in the evenings, like when there most likely wasn't. So yeah. not when it's dark, but you know, after our normal day of class was done, we went and, and did it a couple of nights. But um, it was really fun because you got to come around, and it was kind of it felt just fast enough to feel like it was dangerous, but it wasn't really because it came out into this very calm water uh-huh. area. Um, but to try and catch somebody in the yeah. middle of that bend was really fun. It was good. I liked that class. Um, so in the meantime, though, in the kind of coming back to why I brought that up, is that I do have enough um, medical knowledge to have a kind of, I don't know what you, like maybe a medium-sized medical kit. Mm-hmm. When I went into my go bag to look at my current first aid kit, which it was just like a travel one that I bought, Uh-oh. who knows when, it literally has like... All band-aid. Ten Q-tips. Oh, it's not even so bad. Um, that would be in there. Like ten really tiny band-aids and then like 
five regular size ones because it looks like I've used some of them prior to this. It had um, two of those like tongue tabs. Um, what? You know, like the things, the... Like a depressor? Yeah. Like the wooden thing, yeah. which can be used as like a finger splint yeah. or like whatever. Lily loves to play um, with those. Uh, the smallest thing of gauze you've ever seen, like the smallest thing of athletic tape you've ever seen, and then like five antiseptic wipes. <laughs> and I was like, um, this is good for nothing. Well, this is good for like if you scratched yourself. <laughs> to be fair, the REI guy said only have a first aid kit with things you know how to use. <laughs> but this is my point. PMA, Danny. But I. I definitely know how to use all those things, but I could have a much more extensive one. There's no reason for me to <laughs> you're have so smart. the baby one. <laughs> hey, you're going to be you're saying so that smart. when I have aspirin at just the right moment. You're going to be <laughs> drinking my wine. I'm going to want you nowhere near my finger injury. <laughs> I can come like, and consult. Just pour it on it. I can just be a medical consultant <laughs> during your injury situation of course mike is gonna handle it like he's the most calm of all of us what i'm really good at an emergency yeah but you're the one who's injured oh i'm talking about you having i'm still gonna try to tell him what to do of course and then i'll be a (laughs) consultant he'll love it both of us trying to tell him how to be in the corner like you're doing it wrong yeah (laughs) leaf will be in the corner just staring (laughs) um Okay, well, so, my first aid kit... I need a better one. ...is a bit more extensive than that. I, I like have, it. Um, Benadryl. I have what I thought was really good, like um, scissors, tweezers, some sterile pads, uh, Tylenol. I put a bunch of that in there, so painkillers, um, Band-Aids, but then um, also moleskin. So if you have to walk a long way and get any blisters, you can use that. Um other steri strips and uh, alcohol pads. I'm looking through it now. Also, the tiniest little roll of athletic tape that is about <laughs> one half inch wide, and a first aid manual, which is from my Whiffer class. Oh, nice! Yeah, and that all fits in this handy little, handy little pouch here. And I have like a, a hand sanitizer thing on the outside of it, hooked to it. So before you even get in there, you can sanitize. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah. I do want to say that your first aid bag is, like, about the same size as mine, mm-hmm. uh, and you have 10 times more stuff in it's it. It's just stuffed. Yeah. It looks really good. Yeah. I took it um, camping the last time. You know what? I think you deserve a full <gasps> B+. Plus. Uh, okay. <laughs> B+, plus is good. <laughs> I was like, it's going to happen. What am I going to get? Can I have a B+. Plus? Plus a gold star. Yes. yes. And a smiley face Ooh. and two thumbs up. Yeah. Girl. Okay. Yep. Oh. <clears throat> and antibiotic ointment. Nice. I love it. I love it. Um, we also looked at, I sent over a little quiz mm-hmm. to Lex. Um, and now I can't find it. It was really good. Uh, it helped me... Remember things that I didn't know I remembered. And it also took me down a few notches thinking that I did way better than I would have. And it's interesting because it was not, um, 
It was only like 20 questions or so, but some of the questions are like really dense in like Mm -hmm. what they make you remember. Like you have to go through the steps of, uh, um, like the order of how you go into a CPR situation. And that was really cool because you think that, you know, like the ABCs, but I found out that they actually changed the ABC, um, CPR thing, which is airway breathing compressions. Mm -hmm. So like... That's what ABC meant. So um, make sure that their airway is clear, give them two breaths, start compressions. Mm-hmm. Now it's compressions first because supposedly it's compression, if something's lodged in your airway, just, compressions might just as easily dislodge that as also get starting to get your heart going. Um, but that was like really, I was like, wow, that's cool that. Because I'm researching yeah. for this silly thing while watching Naked and Afraid. Did you learn something? I learned what? a thing to update my knowledge. Yeah. So it's cab now instead hey, of ABC. check you out. I like it. Yeah, they had um, a lot of pretty generic questions that I think a lot of people would get. And it tells you, you know, percentage of people that got it right. And then I started missing the questions. And, you know, it's not discouraging, but, you know... Hey, I want to take another class and yep. learn this, or at least Google it. Exactly. Yeah. Or they always they made you go to the right answer. I definitely missed yeah. some of the questions mm-hmm. and was happy to find out the answers in general. Mm-hmm. I did find where it was. It was on mysafetysign.com. dot mm-hmm. It was like their little blog. They really want you to buy safety signs. Oh, really? I think that's what the website is for. But it's like. Oh, my safety sign. Also, here's some not my safety word.com. Just kidding. <laughs> I like how long it took me You're to like, get that joke. <laughs> you of people. <laughs> um, um Yeah, I like that. So we do need to be better about posting these things on so our websites can, slash yeah. Facebook, what we call our website. Yeah. Um, because people do want to know about it. Yeah. So we'll be posting this and getting on it, posting other like reading lists and all the awesome movies that we've watched. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to start making a list of movies I've watched before. And then yeah. I just want you to start from the beginning of time. Not you, Lex. I mean, all of our tens of listeners. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I know we're being really vague about this quiz and what was in it, but it's too long to go through all of the questions. Obviously, I think that would be boring for everyone, for everyone, especially us. But it's worth going and and looking at it and just saying, hey, what do I know? What do I not know? Yeah. And then maybe maybe make an assessment about whether you want to like retake a first aid class or whatever. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because I do think it's valuable. Mm -hmm. So now we're going to tell some stories. (gasps) He's going to tell her story first. I'll go first. Because I know yours is really good, so I don't want you to upstage me. <laughs> and mine happened a while ago, and I haven't thought about it in a while, but it was it was pretty scary at the time because it wasn't something that I could fix. Ooh. Yeah. So in college, I led um, backpacking trips for the university through the outdoor club, and you had to go through this training, and you learned how to read maps and make food and set up a camp and filter water and help people, you know, kind of like the psychological stuff around it, too. And that's really where this came into play. So when freshmen came to university, 
they went on a backpacking trip or they everybody went to camp. It was called Passages. And so everyone went out to this Boy Scout camp and then people who wanted to go hiking or backpacking could go on various levels of backpacking from beginner, intermediate, advanced. And so I led an advanced trip my senior year um, with a sophomore co-leader. And so we take, (laughs) I can't even believe this works, but you know, we're adults and we take other adults out into the backcountry. So this other girl and I led, I think it was... 10 freshmen, eight or 10 freshmen out on a two night backpacking trip in the Olympic mountains. Nice. And everything usually goes great unless you get a kid who's really not okay with being away from home. And Uh so you get a kid who's not okay with being away from home, um, into the back country. He had a lot of experience, but was just all of a sudden super freaked out and wanted to run away in the middle of the night. Yeah, that wasn't going to go over well with the university. Oh my goodness. So we had just walked in to our first camp night and we're setting up camp and this kid is obviously not okay. He's sitting by himself. He's white. He like won't really talk to anybody. And finally, when we get him to talk, he just says that um, he's not, he wants to go home he's going to be okay. He knows where he is. He's just going to go and, and hike back and, and go back to the campus, which the campus was like two hours away by car from the camp after the six hours we just walked in. It was horrible. So I look at the co-leader and I'm like, we can't just go to bed and think that he's going to be okay. Cause what if he just gets up in the middle of the night and walks out into the wilderness? So I took another freshman with me and this kid, and we hiked out in the middle of the night, straight back uphill from where we hiked into this valley. And it took forever. There were um, bobcats around. We could hear, you know, in the pitch dark. Uh, We had our headlamps on. And so we just had to walk up and finally got back to the van, (laughs) loaded the kids up in the van. These two freshmen that I had with me um, drove to a gas station, called the camp, they knew we were coming, and I had to stop like two more times because it was literally like 2 a.m. after this horrible, horrendous day of hiking. You just hiked and, them in, oh my and God. now you're just coming right back yeah, out. Yeah, right back out and trying not to fall asleep at the wheel and finally got him in there. And the you know organize, you know the director of the program was just like, I don't even know how you did this. He was crying because he just couldn't even handle how dangerous the situation was. And... I'm getting goosebumps thinking about it, just thinking about what would have happened to the skin. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. So the psychological piece of being out in the wilderness or like in those situations, having PMA. You have your PMA A plus. Yeah. Like A plus plus. Yeah. You are A plus for that. Yeah. So the next day, so obviously that kid stayed, but somebody drove us into where we were supposed to come out and we hiked in, met them for the second day. Got to experience the second day of the backpacking trip and then hike back out with them. So it ended up being okay, but it was a big lesson to everybody in the program of you have to be aware of all the people in your group, you know, not just what's happening, you know, who's having fun, but hey, who's that person who's not having fun? And let's pay attention to that. So 
you know, you don't want to say weakest because this kid wasn't weak. He was just having some problems. But yeah. you have to look at the weakest link of your group. And, you know, the slowest person is always in the front, you know, so you yeah. can all be together and, and hike together. And um, oh, I'm more of like the weakest has to figure it out or cut die. it off. Yeah. Like <laughs> if wolves are coming after you, I don't want to be there. I'm yeah. just kidding. But I think we've seen enough movies to know like that person has skills somehow. You know, they're going to bring value to the group, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Well, and that's what I think when you do a lot of um, youth development and training mm-hmm. and um, young adult uh, time, which is what I was doing. I worked for that's I worked for AmeriCorps um, and then state parks and national parks and stuff um, doing working with the same AmeriCorps program, doing trails and stuff. And it's the same thing, like. They try their hardest to make very diverse groups, especially when it comes to youth. And sometimes you just end up with someone who's not prepared to be mm-hmm. outside. People, man. People are crazy. Yeah. People be cray. Yeah. We all have um, our limits. So that was my story. And that was the last time I ever went backpacking. Whoa. Just kidding. I'm like, whoa. <laughs> I really want to end on a high note. You did uh, reconfirm to me, like, why I want to come and meet up with you when yeah, when the time comes, though. I'll take care of you when you go crazy. Because <laughs> that's not what I meant. <laughs> I meant because we're going to, like, rule this post-apocalyptic world with our <laughs> apocalyptic. I'm going to be a dual queen oligarchy. <laughs> Uh, that sounds amazing. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> that sounds Dual-archy. amazing. Yeah. Oh. Um, we'll be like Dual the sisters. We'll be like the sisters um, in Wonder Woman. The sisters one could roll and the other one will be ahead of the army. Oh. Okay. Spoiler. Sister. Does that does that spoil anything? If you haven't seen Wonder Woman. Just stop listening right now. Go and watch it. Go and watch it immediately. And then come back. <laughs> God. The um, movie was ridiculous. That was a side note. Amazing. <laughs> so I want to stop podcasting right now because you want to go. You're, we're going to leave right now and go. Bye. Um, my story is um, happened in the Stanislaus in the Sierra. And in the Sierra, there are... Packers, who are people who work with um, horses and mules and utilize mules to pack all sorts of things into the backcountry. They're both commercial operations and um, ones that just work for the government. And when you're doing trail work in the backcountry, if you're far enough in, what they do is they send these packers in with all of your supplies for you know a week at a time. So it's how you get your mail, it's how you get your toiletries, it's how you get new tools, um, it's how you get all of your groceries. Which if you're, if you're in a crew of twenty people, can you imagine twenty people in the backcountry who need to? They're working so hard and at such a high elevation, they need to be taking in like. 3,000 calories at minimum per day because of how much just like you're... Not to mention the water. Not to mention... Well, water you get from there and we filter. So you have like oh, a whole filtration system. <laughs> we, I bet some people use the live straw now. But um, so these come in weekly, like the these deliveries. And I was in a backcountry camp. And at the time, I think that we were somewhere between... 
12 and 14 miles in on the Huckleberry Trail. Um, Sounds cute. I'll be your Huckleberry. Um, But uh, so um, this guy who is awesome, he was highly experienced, had been doing this for a really long time. Um, He was coming to deliver that day and... I knew I was working on a trail like on a bend and I was towards the front of the crew and like it was around the time that he was supposed to come and we knew it was like getting later. Like he was supposed to be there by noon. It was kind of like one thirty, and he still wasn't there. And uh, and around around the time that we started noticing that he wasn't there yet. I was towards the front of the, the the group, and he comes around the bend, and he's walking his horse, which is really dangerous when you have, like, 10 mules tied behind you that are all loaded with hundreds of pounds of good uh-huh. goods. You never want to be in the front of that kind of momentum, especially not in the mountains where sometimes the trail is very thin and there's steep drop-offs and... Um, things he obviously knew. Th- things he obviously knows. And he comes walking around the bend, and... He looks up at me, and he's like, um, one of the horses is loose because he traveled with two horses, um, one in the front and one in the back, and um, to keep kind of the mules in, yeah. in line. And uh, and I was like, oh, like, is it? did it just happen? Is that why you're, you're off of your horse? And then I looked at his face, and literally you could see – like this, the a horse hoof print <gasps> over his face, no. where he had been kicked in the face <gasps> by one of the horses. So, no, he had some like <gasps> they were moving along. He had gotten off of his horse. Uh, there was a rock in its hoof. He went to go get it <gasps> out, and like it kicked him in the face. Ugh. And he was definitely disoriented, right? So here's this guy who's been kicked in the face. He's disoriented. I'm probably around a bend about 500 yards from the next person who's behind me, and he's holding a string of, like, 10 mules that are, like, on a cliffside. They are in a terrible place to be stopped. And so in that moment, I am like, there's there's 20 things that need to be dealt with, like, Whoa. right this second. Um, I decided in that moment to, like, literally sprint back to the next person who is behind me. We were doing trail maintenance, so you mm-hmm. move kind of at a clip. Um, so that they could then get, get back to the person who were, actually worked for the Forest Service, who is, like, the leader of mm-hmm. the Forest Service part of the crew. Um, and then sprinted back to him and... Could not help him because I needed to hold his horse. Mm-hmm. I am not even comfortable with horses. I've be- barely <laughs> ever been around horses in my entire life. If it life. was a baby or a horse, <laughs> which would you rather deal with? A horse, 100%. <gasps> okay. That Wow. Well, and especially like a trained horse. This is like a horse that's like wearing a harness and stuff. A Plus wild horse or a baby? Donkeys. Yeah, because I've already done it before. And I... <laughs> I don't know. Maybe a baby. How many minutes with the baby? Um, the rest of your life. <laughs> no, gross. Um, yeah. Welcome um, to my life. <laughs> and so I, I um, literally have to stand there 
holding a horse with all of these pack mules behind it. It's obviously getting restless because um, they're on, we're on uneven ground, and horses hate to stand on uneven ground. Uh-huh. Like they do not want to be standing, there. and it's uncomfortable for them because their whole the way that their body so moves. Do babies. Um, with a guy whose skull is crushed in, like sitting mm-hmm. next to me, I'm like trying to hold his horse. I'm trying to get him to sit down. He is trying to go after. The other horse, like he's trying to be like, oh, I have to go after the other horse because he was training the horse. I think that was part of the reason that he had the second horse. Um, And I was trying to convince him that he was injured um, because he Mm -hmm. he realized that he had been kicked in the face like he was like knowledgeable about that, but could not comprehend that like his skull was like kicked in. So then the, you know, the the rest of the crew comes and we kind of have more people there who can respond. But these horses and mules, (laughs) like they need to deal with him first. And we're still just holding these horses and mules. So they're probably dealing with him for a few minutes and they start pushing forward. Like the whole group of horses and mules start to push forward on, like, I'm standing there holding it. I'm like responsible for you know, all the other people who are there, much less the fact that there's, like, a victim of a, like, you know, someone who's, so like... So why not just bring him down the hill? We're on, like, a cliffside. But you can just go down the trail. Yeah, but he... So he couldn't be... Like, they literally had... They literally immediately laid him down and put his uh. neck into um, holding his neck. Ugh. And... So, I mean, eventually we do move him up. And down the trail was not a better place, by the way. It actually got um, more narrow. So here we are. He's the expert, right, in dealing with all these animals. Here are all the rest of us who, like, maybe have had a day of training with, like, how to unload mules. Uh Like, not how to deal with. It's like how to unload the mules with the packer helping you. Yeah. and so we have to get all of the kids, like, one at a time. They, and these aren't kids. They're 18 to 25-year-olds. One at a time to go line up down the line with the mules. Mules hate for you to be above them. So they're, like, trying to scoot in. And we're having to, like, unrope them and walk them one at a time down the trail, Whoa. which is not even that safe either to, like, walk them anywhere. Um, and then we just had to unhook them. <laughs> We had to take off all of their packs because now they're, like, unknown amount of time mm-hmm. that they're going to just be running around and just set them free. It's crazy. But they stay with the horse mostly. Yeah. So, and then they had to, so now they only have one horse, an injured person, and we're 12 miles in. So they're, oh, like, calling for him to get helicoptered out. But he insists on riding the horse what? out of there because he cannot believe that he is... He injured, got kicked in the face by a horse. Yeah. So they, so how it all ended up after all of that stuff, like essentially, I took care of the whole horse and mule situation with one of the other people. They're called sponsors, so one of the other people who work for the Forest Service, um, with all of the um, our AmeriCorps people, and then the other guys had to take the packer down the trail on his horse until a medical team could meet them. So they essentially came down the trail until a medical team met them. And they, this probably, it all started around one thirty, two o'clock. And so it was like the same situation with you. Like he didn't get down the mountain until like two in the morning. Yeah. 
Maybe Ooh. later than that. Damn. But he survived. And then other packers had to come in and come and gather back up all of the mules and the horses that were all over the place, (laughs) which was hilarious because, like, they were kind of around our camp, but, like, you could hear them, like, running around, like, having the times (laughs) of their lives. Because usually what they do in the backcountry is they hobble the horse and all the mules stay with the horse. Yeah. But because we were in an emergency situation, we just let the horse go. So literally these packers had to come out and re-catch the horse. All nights long. All nights. All nights. (laughs) Anyways, that was really cool. And was not the only person that I ever saw kicked in the face by a horse in the backcountry. Are you from Alabama? (laughs) These didn't even happen in Alabama. They both happened in Just two people from Alabama. No, neither of them were from Alabama. (laughs) None of the people kicked in the face by a horse were from Alabama. Maybe it's just being around you. It could be. Although, yeah. Probably when he was coming around the corner, he was like, you know what? I'm going to get kicked in the face by this horse so that Danny Danny. can rescue me and my horses. (laughs) It'd be better to get kicked in the face by a baby. Also, um, a cool thing that we did with those mules is that um, we had a project that was over a meadow. And we had to move a bunch of heavy rocks so that we could make this kind of channel through the meadow. Mm -hmm. And they used the mules to have these. um, This was later, by the way, not the same day. (laughs) (laughs) They had these, like, special sleds that they would put on the mules. And then we would roll rocks onto the sled. And then the mule would run it across the meadow so that there was less traffic going through the meadow. Cool. And it was, like, the it was spread out. Yeah. It was really cool and super fun. And then every once in a while... If no one was looking, we would ride the sled back over to where the rocks were Ooh. behind the mule. It was pretty cool. I have a picture I'll show you someday. Oh, maybe I'll go f- dig out that picture and send it to everybody. Yay. Me on the sled with the mule. If we don't have your email, send it to us and we'll send it to you. <laughs> I mean, like on social media. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> or give me your home address. Yeah. Please. And, and when you give me your home address, if you could list anyone that would be good in a recipe. Yeah. That was also, with you. types and how many bottles of wine yep. you have. Yes. Just the necessary facts that I might need if I'm going to raid your house. Post-apocalyptic I mean, kind of situation. Try to come and help you. Wow. Danny, you know what I think everybody learned on this one? What? We're legit. Like, we're totally legit. When it comes to first aid, we're, yeah. we're patting ourselves on the back. We're going to stay calm, have a great PMA. Yep. And we're going to figure the situation out, even yep. if we don't know about it. Yeah. Good one job. One mule at a time. I'm feeling good about this one. <laughs> we're feeling confident in this area of first aid. Um, with that said, if there's a doctor around, I will totally defer yeah, to your... please. <laughs> please. <laughs> the, Doctors, nurses. The Rock. Any, oh, my gosh. Dwayne Johnson. For sure, 100%. You can compression chest me. I mean, <laughs> whoa. You can chest compression me. <laughs> I just, maybe just the compressing part. Ooh. You can compress me anytime. You know, check my airways. <laughs> what? <laughs> so next time. <laughs> I like how it always comes back to Dwayne Johnson. Of course. He's the best. Of course. Uh, so for our next show... Show. (laughs) (laughs) 
So, next time on Naked and Podcasting. <laughs> oh, you guys didn't know? Oh, yeah. There's no way we're wearing clothes during this. <laughs> Absolutely not. Forget about it. <laughs> we are going to talk about, uh, speaking of not wearing clothes, we're going to talk about prepping for summer safety. Ooh. Shark attacks. Riptides. Choking on that barbecued steak. Uh, tornadoes, if you're in the South. Um, hurricanes, if hurricanes, you're in the South. I was going to say that. Um, mosquito bites. Yep. Just a just a smattering of summer. We're going to see what we come up with. Mm-hmm. Heat stroke. <gasps> like I'm going to get next week in Arizona. Don't get heat stroke. I'm going to drink a lot of water. And plus, you just talked about it. And not just water, electrolytes, too. Ooh. People forget that in the desert. Mark One of the readings? things, you have to replace your electrolytes. Your electrolytes. Electrolytes. <laughs> electrolytes. You need that salt in your body to keep the water in there. Eat tacos. Hyponatremia. I think that's what it's called when you don't. Hyponatremia, when you don't have enough salt in your body. I've never had that, I promise you. Well, if you were going to get it, it would probably be in Arizona. So don't do that. Too much salted popcorn. (laughs) (laughs) While you're hiking, you're just like, salt, 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 salt. I have to tell you this. I was working out with a personal trainer, and he was like, you might want to put some salt in your water so you can retain electrolytes. And I was like, oh, I ate enough salty food. It's okay. And he just looked at me like, you really don't get it. (laughs) I was like, no, I'm kidding. (laughs) You're like, Dim's called jokes. Sir, I got lots of them. I got lots. They're coming at you. <laughs> bam, 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 bam. Jokes. I want to work out. <laughs> I work out and talk about electrolytes. Um, science. So, <laughs> science. <laughs> so, anyways, listen to us next time as yeah. we babble on about a lot of stuff and things. And I promise, I promise, I promise I will post links and names of books and movies slowly but surely and a list of the compliments we gave ourselves today (laughs) (laughs) or you can list them for us and add to it you're welcome to compliment us at any moment yeah especially on itunes maybe or on facebook or on soundcloud or on stitcher yeah Quilt us a nice compliment. <laughs> I on wanted Stitcher. to call it Snitcher, and I'm like, that is not what it is. <laughs> this is not Harry Potter. <laughs> oh my gosh, a golden snitch. Mm-hmm. I'll also accept that. <laughs> <laughs> Compliments and a golden snitch. Thank you. I've got a golden snitcher. I've got a golden snitcher to make my podcast. <laughs> I love you. I love you too. <laughs> oh, you mean them? Oh, yeah. Okay. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye.